Hello and welcome to another edition of Hacker Public Radio. Today I'm your host, DJ Dossman, and today we're going to be talking about backups. Um, I'm going to uh, kind of dive into a couple of different uh, types of backups. Uh, I'm going to cover a couple different pieces of software for one type of backup I'm going to cover and talk about the hardware setup and then uh, kind of go over some other concepts and such. Um, first, the, 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 the backups that I used to make early on of my systems were basically you power the system down, you boot it off a floppy disk with Norton Ghost or Clonezilla or something, and then you either burn it to a local CD or DVD, or you can you know sh- shoot it over the network to your you know your ghost cast server or whatever you're going to do with it. Um, and that's nice. That gets a full, complete backup of your system. However, uh, the downside to that is it's pretty manual, and your system has to be down for this to happen. And because of that, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people do those often enough. I know I don't. Um, what I really like and what I've come to really appreciate about what we use at work uh, is an online backup system that backs up stuff over the network and automatically tracks incrementals and runs while the system's up so your production systems don't have to be down. And so I started looking around for an open source way to do this on my own for my own systems at home and so uh, what I came across uh, were two different packages one is called Amanda and that's been the good old standby for I don't know 15 20 years now um, and basically uh, it was it's called Amanda for it was originally created by the University of Maryland I believe and basically it's a loose-knit collection of different uh, <clears throat> scripts and programs all packaged together with a server and it basically it runs as a daemon and so what, when it runs you know just every night it just scans your system for uh, files that have changed and that's your incremental that uh, your incremental backup gets you know it shoots off uh, files that have changed on your each of your servers over to uh, a central storage backup system uh, of course, the uh, server component on the backup system then uh, saves, automatically manages, you know, writing all the, the backups to tape for you. Um, typically, uh, with a larger installation, you're going to have, you know, an array of multiple tape drives and a tape library, you know, a robot moving tapes in and out. You can also do that, you know, they could store, I don't know if Amanda does this yet, uh, stores to local storage pools on uh, local storage, like hard online hard drives, basically. So you don't have to have the tape drives for the backups. But but uh, the, the Amando has been the standby you know, for, for people doing stuff like that. And it mostly is intended for working with Unix or Linux systems. Uh, Windows systems, I think there's kind of a, a sort of a hacked way to do that using SMB shares and such, Samba. Uh, to get backups of your your Windows systems using Amanda, I really wanted something a little less clumsy, and I finally I stumbled across another package called Bacula, and their slogan is "It comes by night and sucks the vital essence from your computers," <laughs> and uh, it's only it came about in uh, 2000 2001 or so I think, and it's uh, all of a sudden it has some very strong development. Uh, 
behind it and has surpassed Amanda quite a bit by its features, capabilities, and uh, uh, robustness, I think, uh, which is kind of unfortunate for the Amanda folks. It's a good, Amanda's a good thing. But, but uh, anyway, this, this Bacula product can uh, basically, it's all completely distributed. So you can have like a single tape drive on each, you know, several different computers, and you can have those act as agents uh, that receive, you know, you have a central backup server that, that kind of, you know, pulls the strings and manages all the backups to these other systems that have the storage, all your, your client systems back up to the main Bacula server. And uh, you could also just have a standalone Bacula system if you have multiple tape drives hanging off this one system or a tape library. So that's uh, what it what it does. Um, commercial products in the same area, of course, if you're familiar with TSM or Legato Networker, ArcServe, Backup Exec, these are all very, very expensive commercial products that, that basically do what I just described, network backups with your, your systems online. So... So anyway, um, I decided I wanted to do something like this on my own, uh, for my own systems, because, you know, after a while you get so many different laptops, computers running and stuff, and you don't keep good backups of them. And so I, I also just happen to have an Exabyte EXB210 uh, dual drive, 10 cartridge, 10, 10 tape uh, auto changer that I acquired, uh, <laughs> and uh, I still got to get some tape drives to, to put into it, but basically any 8mm tape drive will work with this thing um, that will be compatible with the robot, the gripper. Um, it's pretty slick. I finally, I've had it for a couple of years, but when I decided I'd never actually hooked it up and actually like used it. And so I sat down, and uh, basically to, to get an auto-changer to work with Linux, there's a couple things you're going to have to do. Obviously, you've got to get your SCSI card set up. Um, I was using a future domain uh, PCI card, which worked fine under Fedora Linux, Fedora 5. You know, it's pretty old, but uh, that's, I've got a system that I'd use that, that's Fedora 5 and for for experimentation and stuff. And that worked fine. I could control the accessor. Um, but under CentOS 5, uh, which is basically Red Hat Enterprise Linux, um, I, I have not been able to get the thing to work. And the driver uh, keeps crashing anytime I try to use it. I don't know if it's an application problem or a driver problem, but I'm kind of suspecting it's a driver problem at this point because uh, CentOS doesn't uh, come with this driver by default, whereas Fedora did. And I was able to get it to compile, but anyway, there's some problems I've had. Um, so basically, how do you use an auto changer with Linux? Um, of course, you uh, you know mod probe your SCSI card. Uh, most tape libraries use the SCSI generic uh, Linux device driver set, and so that rides on top of your you know above the your SCSI card stack. And then also you're going to have to have a the SCSI tape or ST driver for your tape drive and your. Uh, SCSI changer is going to be a SCSI ID on your SCSI bus. Your your tape drives uh, will be separate IDs also on the same bus. So basically you can uh, cat uh, slash proc slash SCSI slash SCSI, and if your uh, SCSI driver is initialized properly, you'll see both the auto changer and the, the SCSI tape drive. Um, and from that point, you're good to go to try with the MTX command, and uh, you can check out the man page on that for flags and how to use it, obviously. Uh, and you'll reference the SCSI generic 
device. Uh, once the, the SG uh, module is initialized into the kernel, you'll have a couple of devices out in uh, uh, oh, out in your dev uh, file system, and usually, like, you'll have at least SG0 and SG1. Those those will represent the auto changer and the SCSI tape, even though you won't access the tape with the SCSI generic interface to it. You'll use your regular R, RMT or whatever uh, low-level device you have that your OS provides for that. Um, the uh, the thing about SCSI generic is basically just very low-level SCSI interface, so it just lets uh, commands throw throw data at the SCSI bus, throw commands and stuff, and uh, so that's how that's why auto changers are typically accessed with a SCSI generic. So once you get those things working, uh, then the next layer, the actual user commands, is going to be MTX. And there's a couple different user space commands for, for accessing your tape changer, but MTX is pretty much the good old standby that I think everyone uses. Amanda uses MTX in order to manipulate the auto changer. Bacula uses MTX, and I, th I, think, I think they can use some other utilities too. But MTX, that's, that's the good way to go. Um, and it'll do some verification. You can do some, you know, just some basic status information from your library. I've got a little script. When I had it working under Fedora, uh, I could have it just, you know, run the move the robot back and forth and move tapes automatically, just uh, as kind of an exercise. Um, so that was a lot of fun to see working. Um, so, like I said, I, we were talk, uh, describe some of the application software that rides on top of it. So, so anyway, if, once you get uh, the, these these layers of things set up, and you get your your application software up, either Amanda or Bacula or possibly something else, um, then basically you should be able to have nightly incremental backups of all your files. Uh, I, for the most part. Um, I, you know, I've got a lot of like text notes that I, I have personal documentation that I write uh, for myself. Um, I've had a growing library of like video and photo uh, photos and stuff that need to be archived a little bit better than I currently do. Uh, so that's that's some of the, the things that I intend to use with it. I, currently, I'm having some problem. I haven't actually gotten Bacula up and running yet, but that's mostly because I, I once I, I I switched mid mid process to to a new system. I, I got a dedicated piece of hardware just to run Bacula on, and unfortunately, like I said, I've been having some problems with CentOS. But once I can get those issues resolved, then I'll go ahead and start working again with Bacula. And uh, the thing with with Amanda and Bacula, and the, I mean, these the trade off of having a very convenient, nice backup server it is it takes quite a bit of configuration and massaging to get these things to work right. Um, you've got you know exclude lists like there's might be certain uh, directories on your system that you don't want backed up. Um, I don't know. Uh, things like, obviously, you don't want it to mess with proc. There's no reason for it to be touching anything under there and other uh, other file systems and such. Um, so it's going to take some tuning. There's going to be quite a few concepts you're going to have to uh, get your, your head wrapped around. I know Bacula tries pretty hard to uh, explain these concepts early on to help you make the, the right decisions to configure the system the way you need. Some of the Amanda documentation really seems to be kind of 
they're switching from their older style of documentation to a wiki, and it seems like there's a lot of stuff. It's just really in the middle of, tra of a transition right now. <laughs> My apologies to the Amanda folks if they've worked out all those issues since I've looked at it, but uh, it seems like uh, they're, 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 unfortunately they were kind of overtaken, it seems like, with the functionality in Bacula there. But it, So um, that's uh, basically a, a good, robust backup system, how you would use it, how to set it up. Um, I'll have some notes on the Hacker Public Radio for some of these uh, different things I've talked about. So anyway, uh, have a good day, enjoy, and I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.